0: Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and. Buckle up and don't forget this is avoid the confusion. All right. For everybody out there listening, once again, another episode of avoid the confusion with Kenny Robinson, your host. I'm here with Mark Z. He is, uh, known in the interwebs as the fitness ninja. He's a, a phenomenal online fitness coach. From what I can tell also has a brick and mortar gym location out in his Frisco, Texas, I believe, uh, roundabouts that area. And, uh, does quite a bit of business coaching in that realm as well, and uh, seems to be pretty successful at everything that he does. He's also, without a doubt, one of the happiest people I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, why I love following him on social media and all that is because he he, he helps me smile often. So, uh, Mark reached out without wanting anything. On his own, he just wanted to help me out, get this podcast up and running, gave me some pointers, how I could do some things myself without waiting on other people. And I thought, man, now that we're having this conversation, why not invite (laughs) you on to be a guest, man? So I'm so glad you decided to come on, join me today and share a little bit of your story. I think you got a lot that we can unpack and help people moving forward. So, man, I guess to start off, just tell us a little bit about how you got started and uh,
1: what that journey looked like for you kind of early on. Yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited for you because I like, I love podcasting. I have my own pod. I actually have two podcasts, but whatever. Um, And I, you know, I love running my mouth. So anybody who's willing to take the step forward and put themselves out there, it's not easy. Some people make it look easy, but it's not really that easy. And I know a lot of people still have the fear of speaking and, and judgment and all that other stuff, but you know, there's always somebody that needs to hear what we're saying, whether we realize it or not. So, you know, I'm excited for you to, to get this thing ramped up and get some episodes out and make a difference in other people's lives too. Um, so, you know, my career as a fitness coach is, is 21 years old now, which is nuts. Uh, most people look at me and go, what? And I go, yeah, you know, I, I work out. So that's why, that's why <laughs> I look like this, right? Um, I went to college to be a chiropractor. That was the original goal. I got to organic chemistry and to this day, I still have no idea what was going on in that class. It was, it was the hardest thing. And I was a good student. Like I graduated with honors and cum laude and all that stuff, but that was one class where I just had zero idea what was happening. And I went, I got tutoring and everything. I had no, no clue. I ended up dropping the class. I later learned, I didn't, I didn't do my research in the beginning. In chiropractic college, you have more organic chemistry than any other science. I was like, all right, well, I need to find something else to do because I don't know what the hell's going on. And I had so many science credits at that point. So I changed my major to kinesiology. At the time I had a friend who was a personal trainer and I was like, well, that seems like a fun job, you know? So yeah. I went, I went the kines route, which there's not much you do with that degree other than go teach PE, which I had zero interest in doing that you stay in school to become a physical therapist or, you know, another level of, of something to do with the body or you can go be a personal trainer. So I became a personal trainer. I'll date myself. My first job was at Bally total fitness. So if you remember Bali, you probably need to go get your prostate checked. Um, <laughs> and you know, it was great and terrible all at the same time. It was in Louisville, Texas, not a great market to try to sell personal training I had a manager who was like your typical like sales guy, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna close him and and if you didn't close the deal, you had to go get him and bring him into the room, and then he tried to God, it was terrible. Um, but it showed me what not to do, and and I just felt it. Nobody had to tell me that was a wrong way of doing things. I just I'm like this doesn't feel right, and I didn't know about core values and all those things back then. And luckily, about nine months into my career, Lifetime Fitness came to Texas. And it was in Plano was the first Lifetime Fitness in the state of Texas. And we'd never seen a health club like that. You know, that was like a country club style at the time that, you know, all we had were 24-hour fitness and, and Valley Total Fitness and Gold's Gym, but nobody ever seen anything like Lifetime. And I was fortunate enough to get hired on there. And I was there for three and a half years. And it really... That's when I began to understand the the meaning behind the career path that I chose. I had great leadership for the majority of the time I was there to not only grow as a as a personal trainer and a coach, but as a professional in general. Like we read john maxwell books and And that was my first exposure to that self-development realm before everybody was doing self-development. And about three and a half years into that, I left to go on my own, which was two thousand and seven. And I've been on my own ever since. So the majority of my career has been as a solopreneur, whatever you want to call it, you know, just running my own show and calling my own shots.
0: Man, I like it. Let me ask you this. At what point during that journey did you decide to take your coaching online?
1: It was probably, this is pretty far into it, um, maybe 2015-ish, sometime around then, 2016 what had happened was I, w- I would lose clients in the majority of my clients that I would lose, it, it was because they were moving or they, they just, it didn't work for them to come to me wherever I was. So I started doing a little bit of coaching online of just like literally sending people workouts. So I'd mm-hmm. have a spreadsheet and because they were familiar with my training, it was kind of easy at that time to just, Give them a list of things to do. You know, here's your plan for the week and I'll send you a new plan next week. And it worked really, really well because they were familiar with my training. And over time, I started to realize, okay, this is kind of a thing. This is cool. Like, you know, I can still make money and not have the person right in front of me. And and at the time, there really wasn't a lot of people doing it outside Mm of programs that you would buy, you know, P90X and things like that were awesome. But nobody, there, there weren't a lot of people doing like personal training online. So a couple of years later, I start looking around for for something. And I find that there's companies out there that have software that you can have a monthly subscription to. And then you can train your clients using this software. Now, the great thing about the software is all the exercises are in there. Most of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the task of thinking about everything that can be done with exercise, when you think of barbells, dumbbells, medicine balls, kettlebells, you know, a pull up bar, like there's so much stuff. So building a database of of exercises and videos and descriptions is just ridiculous. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. an undertaking that uh, for a single person that could be a year's worth of, of filming and editing and all that. So for to have sure. these softwares available was great. So I I bought into one of them and just started kind of talking about it and offering it and and you know, a little bit at a time, never a whole a whole lot, because people really I think value the in-person interaction, especially when you have like my gym has a great community field, very similar to CrossFit, you know, everybody knows each other, everybody's friends, people get along. And and then the old scam demic came around. <laughs> and, And, you know, that was a a huge turning point for online coaching in general, because most coaches still weren't offering it and they had no idea what to do. Yeah. So gyms start getting shut down. I ended up kind of closing my gym for like six weeks and I put all my clients online. I gave them some equipment. I had them take home. Like, I I think I, I gave everybody, like a set of dumbbells and a kettlebell. So everybody went home with some equipment and I transitioned them into my online app for that time. And they were good. I don't know. I, I know most of them didn't work out.
0: <laughs> they, yeah. they
1: fully took advantage of sitting around doing nothing for six weeks while the world was shut down. But what we started to see was most coaches just didn't have a clue. They're like, mm-hmm. Do I have to do a Zoom workout with every single client? Oh my god, poke my eyes out. That'd be terrible. Nobody <laughs> wants that. That's, that's just creepy in general. Like looking at a computer, uh, you got four more. <laughs> keep your back straight. <laughs> like, it's weird. Um, and that's really when my online business kind of grew out of necessity for a lot of people. Cause they're like, man, you know, I need to work out. I need to get creative with things. And people started leaving some of the bigger gyms because of the the regulations and restrictions that they had. And, and I've just been you know doubling down on it ever since. And it, it serves well. It's not for everyone. It's definitely for people who are self-motivated Mm -hmm. that are willing to go do the work, but that value having a plan and accountability behind it. The number one thing that I hear from people that I talk to and that work with us online is the accountability piece. Because look, like Kenny, you know, you could go find a a workout program anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, go, go search muscle and fiction or whatever. Like you can find all kinds of stuff everywhere, but they're not checking in on you. They're not following up with you. They're not troubleshooting with you. And that's the value that we bring is that if somebody's like, Hey man, my knee's been kind of bugging me. Okay, cool. Here's what we're going to do instead for the next week until that feels better. Or, you know, all the nutrition struggles, like you're going to a restaurant, you don't know what to eat. Good. Send me the menu. I'll tell you exactly what you should eat. And now you're better educated the next time you go. So you don't have to ask that question again. That's
0: right. That's a big part of it. So like for me, for example, for years and years, I know you probably know who Jim Stepani is. I, Followed a lot of his stuff. He was a cool dude covering tattoos. I liked the way he talked about stuff. And I started following Jim back in the day when I used to order all my supplements from bodybuilding.com. He was yep. one of the guys that they promoted heavily. And uh, then he started his own nutrition line and stuff. And I was buying a little bit of that. But The thing I loved about his, it was $14 a month and you had access to unlimited workout programs, but you did not have any of that accountability. So I found a lot of days that I had it laid out on my phone. All I had to do was open the app. There was my workout for the day, but it was so easy for me to talk myself out of it (laughs) because you didn't have anybody checking in on you. There's no accountability. And what I've learned about myself is if you give me a workout and you tell me, hey, go do this. And then I know you're going to be following up with me. I won't. I won't cheat Mark. I won't cheat my coach. Like I won't allow someone else to think that I failed or didn't do the work or it's just something about my personality. But if I have no one to answer to, I'll cut corners on myself <laughs> so quickly. You know what I mean? Or laying in there at nighttime. And I think I'm going to need me a couple of Rice Krispie treats here before I go to bed or something like that. You know, get into the the snack cabinet because you don't have anybody, you don't have nobody holding you accountable. Nobody asking you those questions. So I can see where the accountability part of it is that, and it's no different than than for example, business coaching. Like Absolutely. I don't I very rarely ask a question to my coach that has anything to do with business or needs in the business of that day. It's always like, man, I can't Tony will never show up on time now. But what kind of example are you setting for Tony? You're like, damn, I never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're always trying to work on you and fix you. And uh I think what you do is is great it's great for people i see people even here locally like you've got some clients that have that you've brought on that live here nearby me or personal friends of mine like zach carpenter for example and i see how good people do just from having that accountability the same like i said very similar to business coaching but what about when you were first getting um everything transitioned you know, not necessarily transition because you do a lot of still in-person stuff as well. But as you were trying to ramp that up, I know nobody in that space, you had to have people that told you you were crazy and that'll never work. I mean, I doubt you like, I'm going to go do this online. And people are like, oh, that's amazing. You're going to kill it.
1: You know, what's funny is, is I haven't really experienced (laughs) a lot of hate over my life in general, but, but my career. And and I know it fuels a lot of people and and all that. And I was just telling, I I have a coach that works with me in the gym and I was just telling him, I go, I know, I know for a fact, there is somebody that gets on social media and scrolls and they see my happy face. i like, fuck that guy. I, (laughs) I guarantee you it's happening, but they don't comment on my stuff because I don't, and this may just be the, the, the aura that I put out or the persona or whatever, like, I just don't entertain any of that stuff. You know, I don't deal with it in person either. You know, my gym is full of people that I don't want to say they're like me, but they're definitely like-minded and -hmm. they definitely appreciate humor and they appreciate that we try to make it as fun as it can be as we're torturing people. You know, there's, there's an ebb and flow to all that, but I I don't know. and, And I've always, and this comes from my dad, I've always operated with the confidence that I'm, I'm going to win. And I don't always win. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) There's there's way more failures than wins, (laughs) but I watched my, my dad was a salesman and he sold everything you could possibly, he sold pianos and shoes and homes and cars. And, and I always watched him. I didn't understand at the time. He never sat me down and said, son, this is how you sell things. I just watched the way that he carried himself. And, and I look back and I'm like, he just always had a confidence about him. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if somebody taught him or it was mirrored for him or he saw the exact opposite and was like, I'm not going to be like that. But he just operated with an ease and a confidence of of everything that he did. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's just how we act, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, And so throughout my, throughout my journey and my career, like whatever moves I was making, you know, I was making good money at lifetime when I left, but it was just kind of, the evolution that, you know, a lot of us go through when you start getting really good at the thing you do and you're like, I can start a business and then you fall on your face because you don't know what you're doing. Um, I just always kind of operated with this confidence that I was going to make it work, whatever it is. And and if it didn't work, I was going to make something work. You know, my my wife is also a business owner and a coach and we've had some ebbs and flows over the last couple of years in, in both of our businesses. And, and even yesterday, I just looked at it. I was like, babe, we're going to figure it out. I go, when have we not figured it out? And she's like, I know, I know. It doesn't make it suck any less when you're dealing with the crap you got to deal with. It's like, we're, we're going to figure it out one way or the other because, you know, we haven't touched on this yet, but we, we operate with not only a, a solid set of core values, but we, we operate with the mission in mind. Mm-hmm. And I know that if my actions are aligned with the mission that I have, I'm going to find the path. And it's it rarely, right. it rarely looks like it looks in my head when I envision it. But I know that I'm on the right path, because the things that begin to happen, and the actions that I take and the response I get from those are in alignment with what my mission is in the world. So, you know, like I said, I don't know, we're just, we we know, we're going to figure it out one way or another.
0: And we're very similar in that aspect. I don't know if it's from coming out of a a career in law enforcement for over a decade to where people are like, I'm just probably not going to talk shit on this guy's post, you know, <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but I've had very little hate in my journey. I don't get it. I see a lot of people that talk about as they put out videos and content and people are bashing them and you, who are you to say this and that? And I feel like I should get a lot of that because I doubt myself at times, you know, not as much anymore as I used to early on, but for a long time, I expected that hate. I expected those messages. I, I kept waiting for them. and They just never really, they never came. And I don't know if it's the persona that I put out like you. I don't, I don't know why, but I just haven't had to deal with a whole lot of that either. But what I did have to deal with was like, for example, when I got in the business for myself, we started with RoofMax and it was just a product that was used to extend the life of shingle roofs. Even I was a doubter. I was like, no way this works. So <laughs> um when I first started down that road, down that path, uh, I did have a lot of people like, man, that's the, that'll never work like that. You can't spray something on shingles that give them more life. And I was thinking, you're probably right. You know, in the back of my mind, I was like, <laughs> this, I don't know how this ends. Um, but I was like, I'm going to get my hands on it. I'm going to put it on some roofs. I'm going to see if it actually works. And if it actually works. I know I can sell it. Like I always had confidence in myself uh, to be yeah. able to make it work as long as it was a good product. And then the product ended up being great and working as advertising. We decided to get into roofing uh, traditionally, replacements and all of that. And I i wasn't a roofer. I was a police officer. You know, I knew roofing. I knew how to do repairs, but I didn't know anything about owning and operating a roofing company. So. I started hiring people and overpaying people and giving away half of businesses and partnerships just to make something happen, and um, you know we went through buyouts. I maintain friendships, relationships. You've met Steve, my production manager, on um, at some of the Champion Circle stuff that some of the stuff that we're involved in together, and uh, I was able to preserve friendships, keep him on board. And figure out how to make this thing work. But I think that the most important thing I'm trying to share in that is, and I touched on it in the first episode. I was talking with Dustin, you know, Dustin Magley from out in Phoenix. Me and Dustin were talking on here. And uh I made a I made a comment on that episode. I was talking about uh, you know, if I waited, if you invited me to your house all the way in Texas from Alabama, it would be asinine for me to sit here and think, I need to wait for all the lights to be green and get this plan <laughs> to where I know the trip's going to be perfect when if the goal is to go see my buddy Mark I just need to hop in the car and figure it out you know what I mean let's just go let's set some time aside and make it happen and I think if more people approach business and life with that mindset you get a you you'd you reach the destination a lot quicker and something you touched on is a lot of times that destination doesn't look like my vision looked to me in the beginning
1: very rarely
0: very rarely but i have found that a lot of times it works out so much better than i could have imagined or anticipated something about doing the work and figuring out the processes and systems and all that along the way to once you finally get this machine built you look back and like this is way better than i could have ever even dreamed it would have been
1: yeah, And I think la-
0: so many people miss that feeling because it's not perfect in the beginning. So they don't even try to take the journey. And to me, that's just crazy.
1: The last couple of years, I mean, I've done it for years, but, but really specifically <laughs> the last few years when the new year starts, I do like everybody else. I write down goals and you call them whatever, resolutions, mm-hmm. whatever. I write down all these things of like, here's where I want, you know, my businesses to be in my life and my relationships and all that stuff. And I think it was, it was either, I think it was 2021. I have this laundry list of things and maybe one of them actually came to fruition, which I, I told somebody that and their eyes got big. They're like, Oh, like you're looking at me like, man, you wrote down some shitty goals or something. I'm like, no, no, no. Everything that happened was better than I had on that list. Yeah, that's- but, but at the time, that's all I could think of was, was what I was writing down. But what you just said is you, you write down the things and then you take action and, and, what I've learned is then you just see what happens yes and it's great it it really is and it's something that as you said like people get so hung up on yeah but it's not the it's not this that I said I wanted and and I'm failing no you're not you're progressing you're just progressing in a different way than you thought we can't get attached to the thing any of it or the result for that matter
0: and it's funny that you 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 say it like that because what I find myself doing more and more often is realizing that everything that I thought I wanted, all the outcomes that I was working really hard for during the journey, during the process, that stuff ends up evolving. And when you, when you reach what originally you thought was the destination, a lot of times that's you're really still just in the beginning stages like this. is Like now, like for for example, my roofing company, we're at a point I never thought we would be here. I never thought we would have the brand we have. I never thought we would win, you know, back-to-back roofing contractor of the year in our market. Like all these things that have been happening are, are surreal. But then I, I catch myself, like we just became part of a state-funded program where they give away four or 500 every quarter, $10,000 grants to go towards new roofs is if you're upgrading to a hurricane fortified roof because we live on a beach here in Alabama. So now we're part of that program just by getting in there, my revenue may double. So now my entire annual goals, everything changes yep. now. And you realize, man, right when I thought we had finally made it, we're just getting started, you know? So I think it's very important to have goals, to set targets, to have a, a clearly defined path of where you're headed But also, no, you can wake up tomorrow and I think, let me back up. I think when you start down that path, when you start having success in your life and you start believing in yourself, you start to realize the world is full of opportunity. You have all this opportunity around you that I never saw before. And I think what would happen is I would see a new truck. Like, Say I see my buddy Mark drive by on a nice truck. I'm like, damn, I want that truck, man. I want that truck. I'm like, God, please. I want that truck. And then God's sitting there and he's like, well, I'll tell you what, here's an opportunity. If you go do this, you can buy two of those trucks. But I didn't, I'm not asking for opportunity. I'm not praying for opportunity. (laughs) I'm praying for that truck, man. Give me that truck. You know, And, and so I think a lot of people spend time at their house praying for an outcome and they're blind to all the opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Absolutely. I think God. I think God's sitting there, like, I don't know what you're so upset about. You know, I've sent you a hundred opportunities since you asked for this truck, and either one of them would get you that truck in in probably short time. So, I think once you head down a path, once you set a goal, once you define a target, and you set out to hit that target, I think it's very important to understand that through the journey, you're going to grow, you're going to learn, you're going to experience failure you're going to have some success and you're going to start to your perception about what's possible is going to begin to change and you're, you, at that point you really need to start to evolve and adapt and adjust and pivot and if you're not capable or willing to do those things then once again the problem isn't the goal or the target it's you getting in your own way and that's what i find more and more often if i'm off course if i'm off track not hitting the things that I, that I set out to hit nine out of 10 times, there's something that I'm doing Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's causing the frustration that's causing every bit of it. And if you're willing to adjust how you're living, where you're headed and uh, stay, stay sort of fluent. Like I, I think that's ultimately that's the, that's the best way to get where you want to go.
1: You know, I, I believe that, You know, we have these visions and we always talk about dreaming big and dreaming bigger. And, and, you know, Claudio encourages everybody to to dream, dream, dream. And and he says something that really holds true when he says, you know, you can't imagine where you will be three years from now. So, you know, we sit down and we and we visualize and we create these visions of what we want our life to be. But I believe that we can only visualize what we think is possible in that moment that's right. So if I sit here right now and try to visualize being literally the richest man in the world and going to Mars, I don't believe any bit of that. I believe zero of that because I see zero path that's going to make me, you know, $400 billion and send me to Mars. It's not even, that's not even a realm of, of thinking for me, but what I can visualize is the things that I'm I'm shooting after now that are, again, above and beyond what I'm doing in this moment, but I can see a path to get there. And, and then as I get closer to that, I know that I will have another vision of something even greater than that. But I don't think that we can really fully comprehend what we're capable of because we don't know. Because it all That's sounds right. great. It all sounds great in theory. But until application happens, you have no idea. You can sit here and say you know i have a vision to to you know make 10 million dollars next year in revenue in my company or whatever and when you get there you can be like oh shit we could we could have done 30 that's right but if you but if you're only doing one <laughs> all you may be able to think of is to that 10 mm-hmm. and, and 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 people don't give themselves enough grace to just be like you know what let me work towards that thing right now whatever it is i'm working for health wealth relationships it doesn't matter let me just work towards that and see what happens because people just right. get so discouraged discouraged so quickly and they're not willing to stick it out and go is that really possible
0: yeah and then you know there are things that happen along the way as long as you you set some core values for yourself your personal life values for your business and you you truly care about doing things the right way then everybody that you interact with, everybody that's a client of yours today, anybody you do business with, you ultimately end up building, at least for me, you know, raving fans, building a strong brand. And then you wake up. Like I remember, I remember talking to my CPA one day and being so excited. I said, dude, I think we'll do a million dollars this year revenue. And I remember him looking at me and he was like, yeah, I think you can too. Like you've been, y'all been growing well. I, I see it happening. And, uh, That was in February of 2020. We closed out 2020. We did have a hurricane close to the end of the year in September. Hurricane Sally hit here, but we finished that year at 2.8 million. And I at the beginning of the year, I was thinking we might hit one. And then now we're at a point, (laughs) you know, through the the brand that we've built, the people that we've done business with, we could sort of put it on autopilot and do a million and a half to two million a year just off of referrals right now. You know, and that's that's good. That's not a bad place to be. But I don't, now I don't get excited about one million or one and a half. Now I'm like, we can do five. Like, if we can, we can, we can hit five this year. And I'm telling you right now, we can do seven to eight by the end of 2024. And that's, that's the way me and my team talk now. And we talk about we're building a location in Baton Rouge currently, or we're now in multi states, you know, we're doing all this stuff. And I, you know, a year ago, I would have never thought any of that was remotely possible because I was fixated, focused on $1 amount and not even thinking about the opportunity and pivoting. I mean, just yesterday, I had the director of insurance for the state of Louisiana. We were on a call. They're bringing hurricane fortification to Louisiana because we do that exclusively here in Alabama. We're probably going to be on the forefront. They're starting that program, $40 million. And I'm so excited they're doing that because Louisiana has some horrible building codes and they get hit by hurricanes. And the, the people over there have just been put through the ringer as yeah. far as shady contractors and insurance dilemmas and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad to see Louisiana stepping up as a state and and, and putting funding in in programs like that. I think it's going to be amazing for the residents over there. But, uh, but the fact that I'm even having those conversations with the Department of Insurance in the state of Louisiana just blows my mind. I would have never even dreamed that Kenny Robinson would be somebody that they would awesome. consider speaking to. So I think just just keeping your head down, working hard, pushing through, man, is uh is, is probably the most important thing you can do. But while I have you on here, we got a, a, a some time left, man. What I want to get into is how do you stay so happy? <laughs> like I know you got you got the wife, you're your husband, your father to a new baby. Also, you got a new baby in the house and He's awesome. coaching clients and coaching business clients. I mean, you've got a lot going on. How do you, how do you stay happy? How do you smile so much?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll give you a little, a little bit of backstory and then what, what it continues. Uh, Grown up, my dad and my grandma basically raised me. My grandma was the happiest person I've ever known in my life. Walked around with a smile on her face, thanking God every day that she, she was alive. The last 15 years of her life, she passed away, I think she was 88, 88 or 89 years old. She battled uh, breast cancer, stomach cancer, bone cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, two strokes, like all, all the things, right? And she wasn't really unhealthy. That was the funny thing. Like she didn't really lead an unhealthy life, but you know, she came from an era where you didn't really work out. Nobody really paid attention to what they ate or anything. And, you know, she smoked for a long time because everybody smoked back then. And Mm -hmm. so I think it was just, you know, it all caught up to her at some point, but I watched her throughout all of that. Keep a smile on her face, operate her days with joy. She volunteered. She lived in this apartment building the last like 10 years of her life up in St. Louis And it was, it wasn't assisted living, but there was help if people needed it. So it was, it was all senior citizens and she volunteered in the office down there. She was the one that she greeted everybody in the hallway. Whether you greeted her back, she didn't give a shit. She was going to say hi to you. So I saw this example of, and, and I talk about the difference between happiness and joy. Like to me, happiness is a feeling like sadness or anger or frustration, but joy is deep seated. Joy is something that is internal. Nobody's going to take that away from you. And you can be sad and still have joy. You can be angry and still have joy. You can't be sad and happy at the same time. In my opinion, That's just my definition. But so after she passed, I remember for years when things would happen in my life, when I'd have hardships or whatever, I always thought back to her. Because if I if I ever knew anybody that had a legitimate reason to complain, because I know her body hurt, mm-hmm. it was her. And nobody would have faulted her. If she woke up every day and be like, oh man, my you know, my feet and my back and my bones and this and that, like everybody had been like, yeah, that sucks. But she never did. And and so seeing that example, I'm like, what am I gonna bitch and moan about when she had every reason to do so and never did? So that was a big part of it. And then, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so I discovered stoicism and you know, it's an, it's an old philosophy and the basic tenets of stoicism are you only control two things in this world and that's your thoughts and your actions. Everything else is external and you have no control over it. As much as you want to have control over your business and your kids and your spouse, you sure the fuck don't have control over your spouse. I can tell you that. Uh, but not if she's like mom <laughs> or mine, <laughs> but you get to control the way that you interact with the world and the way that you receive information. I've said for years, like being offended is a choice. I firmly mm-hmm. believe that. And here's why. If somebody says something that most people would deem to be offensive, you have choice in that, ma- in that moment, you can allow it to offend you which means you're letting somebody else's word words affect your reactions and emotions, or you can ignore it completely, or you can take a second and go, okay, why am I feeling that way? Is there some truth in that? So if somebody, if somebody calls you fat and, you, and you're like, well, that's not very nice. You know that you shouldn't say things like that to people. Okay. Well, why are you fat? Are you feeling like you are fat? Whether you're not, it doesn't even matter. But right. You, you get to choose how you receive that information. And a lot of times I think people are quote unquote offended because somebody has said something that is true in some capacity about them and they don't mm-hmm. like it because nobody likes looking in the mirror, <laughs> you know, like uh, most, uh, most people will not stand and look at themselves in the mirror, period. So over time, I've really, and it's, it's very conscious. A lot of times I just choose the way that i'm gonna react to the world because you know kenny the world's doom and gloom all the time you know the government this and banks that and the president this and and you know there's no toilet paper and there's no eggs and inflation whatever like but all that stuff has been going on for all of humanity for forever if, if you read read stoicism read the bible even like the the things that humans have been dealing with they've been dealing with since humans existed nothing has changed. Nothing, you know, there's an old quote, like nothing is new under the sun. It's all the same stuff, but you get a choice. And most people don't really grasp what that means that you get a choice on how you respond. I get a choice if, if I'm in traffic to get pissed off or to express gratitude of, I have some place to go and I have a nice truck and I have air conditioning or heat or whatever it is, right? If, if my wife comes home and, you know, she's had a rough day at the salon, I get a choice. Do I take it personally and think that, oh, you know, she's taking something out on me? Or can I give grace in that moment and go, man, she, she had a rough day. Like, what can I do to make her day better? Mm-hmm. And yep. simple things, it's it's those little things like that, that that then allow me to just have joy on a daily basis because the the other side of this, and you know, I talk about this all the time is we're all going to die. It's happening. Nobody's getting out of this thing alive. We know how this thing ends. And if it if today was my last day, I want to know that I led a good day. I want to know when I put my head down at night and I'm like, I was productive today. I spread some joy. I made some people happy. I told the people that I love that I love them. I, I did some things that filled my cup. And, and that's how, in my opinion, that's how you live with joy. And it's not easy because... You know, I, I could give a laundry list of things that have gone wrong in my life. People like, oh, that poor guy, you know, I've been divorced yeah. and all, you know, I didn't have a mom growing up and all those things, but like, I'm not, I'm not a victim to any of that, but there's so many people that I know would trade places with me in an instant. So what am I going to bitch and moan about? No, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be grateful for every day that I get. Lord willing, I got another 70 of them, you know, 70 years worth of life left. But, but if it ended tomorrow, like I'm good, like I had a good life. Yep. Me
0: and it's, it's funny. Me and my brother were, all right, and, I, and I'll tell you a little bit of backstory for everybody listening to growing up. We grew up really poor. I had a brother and a sister, my mom, um, and she'll probably hear some of these at some point. I've never talked about my mom openly. Um, I know it's part of my story. It's something I need to share at some point. So people hear what. I had to overcome just to get to where I am. My mom was adi- addicted to meth often on majority of her life. So basically I grew up without a mom. I was raised by my dad and and his mother, my who's my mama. Anybody from the South probably knows there's a difference <laughs> between a grandma and a mama. Mama's don't mess around. They're they're, uh, they're like they're they're part mama. So uh I was raised by my dad and and my grandmother, and I had an amazing childhood. I was probably one of the happiest kids ever we played sports but dude we were broke and so looking back um I've shared some posts some pictures of the house I grew up in and talked about how my kids probably wouldn't even go in that house you know because of how run down it was I mean you could see the literally see the ground through the floor at times cuz it was rotten we didn't have money to fix it didn't always have hot water uh majority of the time we did but there definitely certainly wasn't always food or quality food for that matter we ate what we could afford to put on the table yeah. but we were this this past weekend saturday we were at my daughter's birthday party and uh my wife had made this big four layer cake with sprinkles <laughs> and i had the number three and she had took rice crispy treats and dipped them in chocolate and i mean Anything you can think of for a (laughs) three-year-old, she had it. We had bounce houses and you know, family there. And me and my brother were standing there. And I was like, dude, can you imagine what it would have been like if we could have had this when we were kids? And he was like, yeah, it would have been great. And then I I, I caught myself in that moment briefly, almost feeling sorry for myself and the way I grew up and not expressing the gratitude, the fact that my daughter – has the party that she's having like that's what's most important because you can't change anything from yesterday so now i was like i could sit here and be sad that i never had any of this and talk to my brother about oh poor pitiful us and what childhood (laughs) was like but instead i was like dude i was like you know He's finally settled down. He'd been in some trouble. He's been in and out of prison. He took an alternate route for me, but for the last seven years has been clean and healthy and working and working out and in in a good spot. He's engaged and has a a future stepson. He's a year old. He's been in his life since he was a few months old. And I was like, but think about the life we can provide for our family, the birthday parties that are ahead of us that we get to experience. Mm -hmm. And the, the conversation changed quickly To what we're doing and what we're building and what we're generating for those around us. And I think it is super important, even in those moments, to make sure you're expressing gratitude for what's here and now and what's possible and what still lies ahead and not focus on how hard it was growing up. I think I got enough of those lessons. There's enough in my DNA that I know what I don't want my family to go through. That's as much energy as I need to give it. I just focus on the here and now and what I can do to make sure that they don't have to experience the things that I experienced. But at the same time, I think it's important that I don't act like I'm better than my upbringing because that old house that I put in that picture that I said my kids would be scared to go into and wouldn't want to go into, it kind of saddens me because some of my 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 fondest memories were made in that house. Some of the best moments in my life were in that house. So I don't think that where you come from is anything to ever be looked down on or something to hold you back because where you start has nothing to do with where you end up where you finish and along the way coming from circumstances like that growing up poor I didn't have family parents any of that that understood finances or business or any of that so like I can't talk to my family about growing businesses or running podcasts or any of that kind of stuff because they think I'm crazy as hell just for (laughs) not Having a, a normal job, you know what I mean? so I, I think it's important to surround yourself with the right people and also have the right mindset. It's okay to look back. It's okay to remember those times, but don't let them control who you are today. i I mean, I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there no, but dude, at the same time, I just, I it's just think true. it's so important
1: It's true because any any day you wake up, you can decide to change whatever whatever that is. if you're if you're dirt poor, And you wake up tomorrow and you're like, I'm not going to fucking be dirt poor anymore. Well, then you're going to go figure it out. If you're like, I'm not going to be out of shape anymore, you're going to go figure it out. And as you said before, like, we don't need 10 steps down the road. You just need the next step. And, And in my opinion, the first step is the decision. Like that is the hardest part that I've seen in my career, whether it's fitness coaching or business coaching or whatever. People to change is literally just making the decision that they're ready to change. That's the hard part because once you say, "I decide, this is Mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to do this anymore," then you just go move forward and figure shit out. Because nobody's got to figure it out. You know, let's be clear: none of us have any of this figured out. (laughs) We we got at best, I got like two steps ahead, and then (laughs) you know, then I'll see what happens when I get there.
0: But you know, the thing is, I think a lot of people too, especially in your field of expertise, like. In the health and fitness is, I think so many people, including myself, like I'll wake up some days, and because I don't have meals prepped and I don't have everything, a clear defined outline of what I need to do today to hit my goal, then I think so many people are just like, ah, you know what, I'll 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 shoot Markham X's, we'll figure this out, and then next Monday I'll get started. Well, all of a sudden <laughs> it's two years later. And you're still pushing it (laughs) off until Monday. But I think the most important thing you can do is just get up. Like, you know, don't drink a soda. Don't drink sweet tea. How about start with just water? Still eat crappy food. Get out. And then at some point, get out and start walking. Just move. Set a move target for yourself. And slowly you find yourself, okay, moving's not enough. I think I'm going to throw in a couple workouts this week. And then eventually you wake up one day. It's like the whole overnight success you wake up one day and you're in shape and you're working out, you know, five days a week, you're cold plunging, you're doing sauna therapy and before long, assist, but you can't, <laughs> you can't look at somebody else's journey. You can't look at Mark and say, Mark, man, you're insanely fit. You're happy. You're smiling a lot. Give me your routine. That's what I'm going to start doing. You can't just change your life to be Mark Z in a day. You'll, you'll give up. You'll be burnt out and you'll be done. So I think it's important to start small you know what i mean well what let's look at uh, what are what are all the things that mark z does healthy well he drinks a gallon of water a
1: day whatever the case may be look at all those things but i think i'll start with the water and see how i do with that you know find find the path of least resistance this morning in the gym you know thomas keenan uh he trains with me and we have this new guy that started maybe a month or, or so ago and they were in the gym last week and and he was like, you know, what, what, what are your goals? Like, what do you shoot for? He's like, I want to be like that guy. And he points to Thomas. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And Thomas goes, he goes, I've been at this like dedicated. He goes, this is five years I've been grinding Mm -hmm. away at this. Like this, what, this isn't three months. This isn't six Six months. months. This isn't, I, you know, I started this to get ready for whatever, like this is five years of that man showing up and fucking doing the work and people are Mm -hmm. Not that they're just now seeing it, but he's so strong right now. He's moving so much weight in the gym. Mm -hmm. And it's like he was squatting the other day and everybody just kind of stops. Just looking at him like, how much is on the bar? It's like 435. He's repping it out or whatever. But years, years of doing that is what's got him to where he is.
0: But that's what I'm saying. A lot of people will look at someone like Thomas and think well if i can't squat 500 pounds what am i even doing here and that that will be their excuse all it takes for them to go home and quit and it's like well imagine if thomas had that mindset five years ago right when he or, or, or kenny
1: they'll look at you and go oh man must be nice to give your daughter a birthday party with a bounce house and a four-tier cake oh, yeah and blah, blah, blah 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 right for, Fucking, for you've sure. been working your ass off for that
0: yeah if you in in At the same time, they're not privy to the conversation like me and my brother were having or my sister. So I have my mom, after my parents' divorce, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. After my parents' divorce, my mom had, uh, actually, she had three more children. One of them, she gave up for adoption. His name's Taylor, and he lives out there near Frisco, near you. When I was out there for Million Dollar Mastermind last year, I met him in person for the first time. I didn't know about him until about two years ago and he's 13 years younger than me, but uh, we found out about him about two years ago. And when I was in out there for million dollar mastermind last year, uh, Taylor hung out with us quite a bit, but what I was getting at is the people aren't privy to the conversations that like me and my brother were having where there were times like my sister stood there and she said that she's like, I legitimately don't remember having a birthday party as a child. I don't remember one. Mm. And, um, but it's so easy for people to look at you like me throwing the birthday party. Like you said, I'm like it must be nice. But they don't know the journey. They weren't there for the right. journey. They don't realize that the reason it's so big and elaborate is because you want them to have something that I never had. Yep. You know what I mean. And, and instead of, instead of being happy for that and be like, look where this person came from, the things they didn't have and the opportunities they're creating for people around them, it's just like, oh, it must be nice. You know what I mean. And it's just like that's such a it's such a simple, small-minded way to view the world for me. Yes, it's nice to, it, to, sure, dedica-
1: it sure the to, hell is nice
0: <laughs> to dedicate your life for something that everybody around you said wouldn't work, and to yeah. stick it out with no support, and then all of a sudden it's working, and you're doing good. And then for people to have the audacity to say it must be nice, I love know, it. But it I sure is, and I say it, it sure is. Listen, it, it absolutely is. And if you don't get up and create something for yourself to experience it. You'll never know just how nice it is.
1: Amen. To that's that. what I,
0: that's what I tell people. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> but man, we've been on here for going at 50 minutes now. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. Dude, you've shared a lot. I think it helped a lot of people who are listening. My last question to you is knowing how tough it can be to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur to grow businesses, build businesses, or just be a a successful husband, father. Those are very hard things to accomplish to, to anybody listening who may be struggling, thinking about giving up, thinking about throwing a towel in anything like that, or just looking for a little bit of advice on how to, to hit some goals. What's your, what's advice you would give someone out there today that may be struggling?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I, I think one thing is you have to understand that this is not linear. The only thing linear about your life is the time. Your your growth as a human, your growth as a, as a business owner, your growth as a spouse, whatever, like it's always going to flow up and down. But you have the power to change whatever it is that you don't like about your life. If you're a grown ass person, you know, I know kids got it, you know, they're, they're still a little, we got to mold them and shape them or whatever. But like, once you're a grown ass person at any time, like I said earlier, at any time you can get up and decide to change. You don't need all the answers. You just need a decision that you're tired of something being the way that it is. You're tired of not having enough money and not enough clients. You're tired of shitty relationships. And, and then you just decide, I know I, I hate saying just, but like you make a decision that yeah. I want to change. And then you can do it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that any of us are dealing with that somebody hasn't overcome 10 times that amount in their life. You know, and even even in your situation, Kenny, like somebody had a hundred times worse than you and is doing far more than any of us can even fathom, right?
0: That's right.
1: The answers are there. The resources are there. We've, We've never lived in a time where we had so much access to knowledge to solve our problems. Didn't say it was easy. Cause it's not, but if you're willing to change and commit to it until it's done, you can get there. Simple as that. I've seen it. I've seen it far too many times to ever doubt that process. So just des- agree. decide that you, that you want something different and then you'll go figure it out.
0: I agree. I couldn't agree more. And then I'm I'm going to throw in one last thing before we end this real quick, just based on what you said, what was so hard for me early on and I still struggle with is getting out of the mindset of being that broke kid. Like for example, growing up, I was taught that people who are successful that have money were bad people. And if they mm-hmm. weren't so greedy that we could have things in our life as well. And and it wasn't until getting involved with win rate, meeting people like yourself, that I realized that there were actually high performers, high earners, like some of the best people I've ever met that execute at a high level all day, every day, and have a lot of money. And a lot of them give a lot of money away and are Mm -hmm. great people, fantastic people that only want to make the world a better place. And in fact, the reason they're winning the way they're winning and have the money that they have is because of how they approach life, the mindset that they live with. And uh, that was very eye opening for me, but it was still hard for me to overcome a lot of that junk data that my brain has stored and that you operate with at a subconscious level. So imposter syndrome was hard for me and it's going to be hard for a lot of people listening to this. And I just want everybody to understand that what Mark said is 100 percent correct. Not only are you capable of generating and building anything you want to build in life, you also deserve every minute of it. And anything that you can create for yourself and your family, you 100% deserve that. So go chase your dreams, build your dreams, and uh, smile a lot. I learned that from Mark. Make sure you smile a lot. It makes the journey a lot easier.
1: Hell yeah, it does. But
0: (laughs) but Mark, man, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and share your story. And uh, no doubt, it's going to help a lot of people, impact a ton of people, man. So I, I couldn't be more thankful for your time, buddy. I appreciate you as usual
1: thank you so much for having me on man
0: absolutely bud but uh till next time real quick how can people find you if they want to consume your content i know you got the joey code out there now which is which is helping a lot of people stay happy so tell us real quick
1: how to find you and then we'll go ahead and wrap this one up Uh, super easy connect with mark z that's m-a-r-c the letter z.com that has an ungodly amount of links to all the places you can find me everywhere Connect with MarkZ.com. Good deal. Appreciate you, Mark. Thanks, buddy.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in there respect the field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion.
1: We'll see you next week.